<laughs> okay, welcome back to another episode of the Taxi Squad or of Taxi Squad. I don't know if it's the or without the the. Anyways, uh, yeah, <laughs> welcome back. You know, it's a it's a it's a quick question I gotta ask first. Okay. We have still yet to decide if we're gonna be called Taxi Squad or the Taxi Squad or Taxi Squad Podcast or the Taxi Squad Podcast. But I'm just refer to ourselves as Taxi Squad. Yeah. Now. We'll see which rolls off the tongue better. I'm rolling with the Taxi Squad podcast, or like just kind of in passing, might be like, oh yeah, I I made a podcast called the Taxi Squad, but like I don't really. It doesn't matter. That's true. It doesn't matter. The Taxi Squad sounds good though. Like let's say, let's say we got a third person on here. Eventually, we'll be like, hey, new person joined the Taxi Squad. Yeah, a little that's, not bad. that's not bad. We should, yeah. Hold on, hold on. We should also probably say why we're called the Taxi Squad for anyone wondering, because we had a we had a decent audience for our first official episode ever. I was impressed. Not gonna. Uh, I was I was impressed. I was I mean, impressed. Last time I checked, yeah. like seven listens. That's not bad for first episode. I'll yeah, we had nine. 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 Okay. Damn. Damn. We crazy. I know, right? <laughs> so Taxi Squad. Uh, we thought of the name because first of all, we were looking for any podcast that wasn't taken already obviously if there's a podcast there's so many there's only so many hockey terms that you can go through like slap shot or off the bar or top cheese or whatever um but then there was one uh there was one term that was just i think coined just last year during the pandemic in the nhl taxi squad which is basically just um to save teams from sending uh players up and down the minors you can just have a taxi squad you have like an extra bubble of players so it's easy to swap in and swap out so that abundance of players they coined the term the taxi squad and there's no podcast out there right now called the taxi squad other than nfl one but we're going to be better than that one eventually yeah, you have my word that's the hope uh so now we're taxi squad. yeah exactly yeah all right so here we are Episode excited to get things two. going again. massive yeah yeah uh do you want to kick things off yeah sure i'll go ahead uh so we had a again i think this is i think that was the first we've we've now completed the first full week of the nhl season which is obviously really exciting a lot of stuff's gone on uh brady kachuk's obviously now uh signed with the team so he'll uh, resume playing with the senators uh, I think the two biggest stories, though, going into the second week of the season are a couple of teams that I think both of us are going to be very eager to talk about. Uh, almost like the tale of two seasons between this year and last year. And I'm talking about the 3-0 and Buffalo Sabres and the 3-0, and sorry, 0-3, sorry, 0-4, but not even 0-3, 0-4 Montreal Canadiens. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, give me your thoughts early on in terms of Let's let's start with Buffalo first because I think that one's a little that that one's going to be a bit easier to talk about. So, like, what are your thoughts on the Buffalo Sabers at least early on? So, obviously, completely unexpected. Mm-hmm. I did not expect them to pretty much sweep their first three games. If this was a series, if this was a playoff series, they they only need one more. But I don't think this is sustainable, in my opinion. I think mm-hmm. I feel good for Buffalo fans. Mm-hmm. Good for you. You guys deserve winning. You guys have not had a lot of winning over the last decade. You guys deserve every single win you can get. Um, but the fact that they're doing this without Jack Eichel and like 90% of the players who were here last year, who do they have? Jeff Skinner and his band of merry men. <laughs> like yeah, just guy, random guy, random guy. Um, and then they and that they have like Craig Anderson. Mm-hmm. Like what? <laughs> yeah. And they're winning games. Yeah. So Good for you. You deserve it, fans. But I don't think it's sustainable. I don't see this lasting much longer. That's just my realistic view on it. Yeah. Uh, so here's my take on it. Uh, they have played three pretty mediocre teams. They have played the 0-4 Montreal Canadiens. They have played the 0-2-1 Arizona Coyotes. And they've also played the one, two, and one Vancouver Canucks. Now the Van- the Vancouver game where they actually beat them five to two, I think is a pretty is a, is an impressive one. I will give them that. Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna really shit on the Buffalo Sabers as much as you may have, but um, I'm actually gonna choose to look a bit on the positive <laughs> side with the Buffalo Sabers here because like well, although I think I I think we can both agree, 
I don't expect them to continue this pace the rest of the season. They're obviously not going to go 82 and no, that's not what I mean. But like, I, I still don't expect them to make the playoffs, but I do think there's actually a pretty decent chance here that the Buffalo Sabres are actually going to have the ability to surprise some teams going into the season. Cause I mean, you're right. They don't have Jack Eichel and they don't have a lot of kind of superstar, like superstar talent on this team. Like they, I don't even think you can really say they have that many above average players on their team. But like, I look at their roster right now and like, uh, they still have Jeff Skinner, who, I mean, say which will about Jeff Skinner. I still, while there is a good explanation that uh, he wasn't properly used under Ralph Kruger, like, I think last year, again, I'm not 100% sure about this, but like, I think he had like a ridiculously low shooting percentage last year. That's going to come up. Kyle Ocpozo, again, was like, was he, it's in Buffalo's best. In, I'm not expecting the same for Kyle Ocpozo, but I still think he can be at least somewhat useful, uh, somewhat useful player there. He better be considering they're still paying him $6 million this year and next season to basically play on their third and fourth line, which obviously isn't great. But like Victor Olofsson had like 30 goals a couple years ago when like when he was playing with Jack Eichel. See that they have a nice player there. Tage Thompson was once a top prospect for the St. Louis Blues. He came over in the Ryan O'Reilly trade. Dylan Cousins is obviously still a really highly touted prospect. I'm not saying they're going to be a great team. I'm not saying they're making the playoffs. I just think they have a lot of potential to surprise here, and especially on their back end. Like, this, like they don't even have Henri Yokiharu uh, Yoko, yet, who I think is a pretty underrated defenseman. And they still have Dulleen, Will Butcher, Colin Miller, Mark Pissick, and Robert Hag. That's not a horrible defense core. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's it's not great, but I still think this team has the ability to surprise. And like, I'm not, again, I, I probably would put them towards the bottom of the league. I just think we may need to kind of readjust our expectations in terms of how bad they're going to be. Fair enough. The, uh, I have their cap friendly open right now. Yeah, it's so, not pretty. I've looked at it before. It's not pretty. Okay, I wanted to share my screen, but host is disabled screen sharing. I forgot. No, no. We're not, okay, like, again. We're like, not going to go through that. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, so I have it open right now. Hold on. So... Give me a second. For anyone who is wondering, we also have episodes available on YouTube. So you can so, view our screens at the same time or you can listen on Spotify. Yeah. So if you can see my screen, uh, you can see my screen, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so, they are, they are, so again, the most glaring contract on this team without question is Jeff Skinner for the next one, two, three, four, like four years, five years. And it ends at eternity. 20, it ends at 2026, 2027. That's that's a bad contract. Uh, like I said before, <laughs> Kyle Lock Pose is making six for this year and next year. Like the one thing you notice on this team, though, is there's they're like there's a lot of red. There's a lot of there's a lot of contracts coming off the books after this season, which is gonna be, I think is gonna be a good thing for this team. But they still have some really nice players here, in my opinion. I don't know about that one, bro. Like, okay, Jeff Skinner, obviously glaring. Yep. $9 million, mm-hmm. and he's your highest paid player by far. Yep. He did nothing last year. Fine, fine. I'll chuck yep. it up to Buffalo yeah. is – they had a okay. horrible carousel so just, coaching. Yeah, so let's just write off – so let's just write off the Jeff Skinner contract. Because, like, in my opinion, like, in terms of this roster, I consider that, like, a one-off. Like, like that is a horrible, horrible contract. And in terms of the ones that are on the books sure. right now, that is probably the only like one big contract where you're like, holy cow. Like the only one you might also look at it like that is Jack Eichel because he's injured. But like, I don't think either of us expect Jack Eichel to be on this team for the, like much longer. But when he's healthy, he is worth that contract. That's the other thing. Like, take that. You're, you're only paying $1 million more for Jack Eichel than you are for Jeff Skinner. That's crazy. Oh my God. Like, anyways. like Yeah, I mean, okay. Oh. A lot of teams they have bad contracts, so I'm mm-hmm. I'm willing to give the Buffalo Sabres a yeah. mulligan on this one. Okay. Whatever, Jeff Skinner, nine million. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. I think he'll have a better season this year. I do. That's agree my that. I, that's my hope for the city of Buffalo. Like they can't get much worse than that, right? Yeah. Um, but other than that, and then like a few other players on their main team. Yeah. Who do we have? Some dude named Rasmus Asplund. That's like one of fifty practices <laughs> in the league. Like, 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 sorry. like I guess, I guess this is what I, I guess this is what I'm coming from. Like, I look at, I look at the young players they have on this team, like Olafson, Middlestat, Andrews Bjork, Tage Thompson, Dylan Cousins. Like, 
like they can really only go up from here. Like, and I mean, sure, like in Delene as well. Like Delene's only twenty one. Yes, yes. That's crazy. Like, and I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, like, there's obviously still a chance that them being up at the at the up at the NHL level at this point in their career could somewhat uh, stunt their development. But like, inter- especially with Dylan Cousins, I still really like what I see from Dylan Cousins. I mean, he like he's no like generational talent like a McDavid or a Matthews or a uh Eichel or whoever like whoever you want to use as a comparison but like I think he's still he's going to be a useful player for this team and like I think the main thing for Buffalo right now is just trying to draft and develop their own players because it feels like for a while they haven't been able to do that so like the fact that they have some of their own players starting to actually develop I think is a good sign but I mean Again, we're going to see how the season goes. Like, again, like, it's really early to kind of start talking about, oh, they're going to, like, we were completely wrong about them. Because, like, again, they've played three extremely mediocre teams. So it's kind of too early to be jumping the gun. But I, I, I think, I do think there is, there's at least a chance that, like, the Buffalo Sabres actually surprise some people in terms of how they play. Like, again, like, people forget, like, when the Leafs finished last, they still had a really good season. Or a good season considering the players they had. I guess that's what I'm. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. I think the Buffalo Sabres could be. They're gonna have a bad season, but they're gonna actually look pretty good doing it. The Leafs when they bottomed out in 2016-17. Yeah. Or if it was 15, I forgot what year it was exactly. It was. It was uh, 15-16. Yeah. When they bottomed out that year, they actually had the best 30th team performance in mm-hmm. like 40 years. Yeah. Something like that. Something crazy. Mm-hmm. and i think they finished the season with 69 points which is actually quite a lot yeah. in an 82 game season they won like 20 something games they weren't even that bad so yeah granted if the buffalo sabers can pull out something like that i don't expect them to flop this year as badly as they did last year but i can totally agree with you in saying that i think they'll be a lot better this year than last year just because you can't get much worse than what yeah you exactly it's a low bar doing. it's a low bar um yeah the bar is in hell yeah basically and then uh now we can kind of get into i think the one that may surprise may might be the most surprising start so far um i don't necessarily think it's surprising in the sense that other result i just i more so think it's the, the montreal canadians have had a really disappointing start considering just how they've played um this so i'll i'll, I'll quickly give my take first because again I, I'm going to keep it pretty short and sweet. Uh, this team looks awful. Like, they, like, 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 it just looks, yeah. sorry, they yeah. look awful in the sense that they, they, they are now off the bat. They have the, they have the worst goal differential in the NHL. So they're not scoring goals. They're allowing goals. Their power play is, I, I think they're like 0 for 12 or something or something ridiculous to start off the season. Like they've lost, yeah, they've obviously they've obviously lost four in a row to start the season, and it just looks like whatever it looks like whatever pieces they lost in the off season, um, those pieces have drastically hurt this team because they can't get anything going at this point. Like Toffoli looks nothing like nothing like he did last year, and I, like and yeah, I know people were were expecting them to at least have some have a relatively bad season considering like if you look at the stats last year like they, they shouldn't have made the playoffs last year if you look if you go back to the conventional playoff format but uh i just don't know where the canadians go from here i mean again super early on in the season they can bounce back i still believe in jake allen believe it or not i still i do still like some of the players on the on that team i think brendan gallagher is a really nice piece uh to foley i think is say what you will about to foley i think he will at least get going at some point uh slow starts are natural or do happen from time to time i just think or to start off the season i think it's just a horrible 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 like you could probably say this is probably the worst start that they that, that you could probably expect of the montreal canadians because they're not getting anything going offensively or defensively okay i'm gonna i'm gonna say a few things mm-hmm. so i'm gonna I'm going to be honest here. I expected Montreal to be bad this season. I mm-hmm. didn't expect them to make the playoffs yep. because simply not having Carey Price to stay Weber for a good chunk of your season. I don't know how long they're out until, but I think it's just indefinite for now. Yep. 
having them not on your roster is a huge blow to a team that already lost Kat Kanyemi in what was the weirdest offer sheet shenanigan funny, I've ever seen. Anyways, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll get into that another day. Mm-hmm. But honestly, they they their roster was gutted from last year. So already I was not expecting them to do good or do well. That's the, that's the better way to say it. Look at the roster right now. First line, Toffoli, Suzuki, Caulfield. Not, not bad. bad. Not bad. Second line, Jouin, Jonathan Jouin, Christian Dvorak, Josh Anderson. Also, not that bad. Not bad. Ooh, and then you got Mike Hoffman, Adam Brooks, and Brendan Gallagher on the third line. How come I didn't know that? I thought I thought Gallagher would be playing higher. That's what I thought. Yeah. Anyway, like, Adam Brooks, by the way, screw you, Montreal, for taking him from us. I really was, wanted him to be a Leaf, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. And then fourth line: Lekkinen, Paquette, Armia. Honestly, not a bad roster yep. given how things have gone Mm -hmm. i expected more from this roster so i knew montreal was going to be bad not all four no like not even an overtime loss yep all four straight regular losses and not only is are they on four they've been heavily outplayed in basically every game they've 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 played to start off the season the only exception i can really think of is where like they started off really well against the leafs in the home opener and then after the first period they basically got their show run so like you're right. Like yeah. it's it's like it's actually not a bad forward group, and it's actually not a bad defense core. I actually don't. I actually like the Habs defense core. I I like David Savard. I like Ben Sherratt. Like I would take him on my on my third pair. I like Alex. I like Alex Romanov. I like Jeff Petrie, but like man, like they, you like, you know what it is. I so they also lost Philip Deneau over yeah. the off season. So yeah. I just remember that just yeah. now. L.A. You know what it is. I don't think this team is that bad. It's mm-hmm. Their identity has kind of been stripped away from them over the last couple months. And maybe we were really high on them after their magical playoff performance. Maybe they I still I wasn't think they, were yeah. Exceeding, yeah. they were exceeding expectations, well, but well, definitely. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, I'm gonna go. Uh they exceeded expectations, but the the players who really drove that playoff success, they're gone right now. Mm-hmm. And two of them, we have no idea when they're going to return. So maybe the rest of this roster, that's, they're struggling without those key pieces. Mm-hmm. And the way it's set up right now, not bad, but without your identity, you're not going to go anywhere. Well, here, l- let me counter that. Like, what are yeah, exactly. That, and that's, that, that's exactly what I was going to ask you. Like, like, when they had all their pieces, what would you say their identity was? I think, so when I thought of the Montreal Canadiens last year, I thought, like, never say die. That was their identity. Okay. Um, regardless of what game they were in, they're always competing, hard-checking, uh, hard-nosed. Didn't score a lot of goals, but they kept every single game tight. Defense was good, and then they have the best goal in the world, Carey Price. That's what I thought of them. <laughs> you see, it's kind of funny to think that, because I think there's a lot of people that thought of them like that, especially after the playoff run. But I think what a lot of people forget is, down the stretch, the Montreal Canadiens were awful, like leading up to the playoffs, and they were actually pretty close to missing the playoffs. Calgary actually almost grabbed that. Actually, there was a time towards the end of the season where Calgary is actually pretty close to grabbing that last playoff spot. I guess my thing is like, even last year when they had Carey Price, he was awful, or not awful, but like he was nowhere near playoff price, the playoff price that people were talking about when they were talking about in the in the playoff pre-shows about. Oh, if the if the Habs are gonna have any chance this series, Carey Price has to do what he usually does, and when it when there's pressure, he has to dominate. Carey Price last year, I think he was hovering around a 900 save percentage for most of the season. He wasn't great, and like the Canadians were struggling to score to score goals majority of the season. Now, granted, down the season they also had, I think the Canadians also had uh, a couple of players got COVID. Like I know Joel Armia got COVID. I think Kokaniemi was also on that list for some point. So again, that's obviously not easy. And I think they were already one of those another one of those teams that had multiple schedule adjustments where they were playing for playing multiple games like down the stretch, which obviously isn't easy. I like I, I can't even attest to that. But even before then, I just think that they, they, this has been a trend for the Canadians for a while, at least in my opinion, or, or at least it feels like it. And like you mentioned, I think that like the loss of the pieces that they lost in the off season and they've lost so far, like this season with Carey Price being on the being uh participating in the player assistance program. Mm-hmm. I just think this like 
it almost felt inevitable for me to be honest. Again, I'm not going to say that I, I predict him to be 0 and 4 because I didn't. I just wasn't expecting him to. I wasn't expecting him to come anywhere near close, uh, or play as well as anywhere near close as how they did in the playoffs. That's all. Yeah, didn't they just get shut out five nothing by the San Jose Sharks? Sharks, yep. Holy shit! And I thought the Sharks were bad. Yep. Honestly, okay. One thing I want to say as well about Carey Price. Mm-hmm. Uh, huge respect for setting up into the player assistance program. I think yes, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, so, like... I, think, I think that that shows a lot about him, even being the huge public figure that he is, unafraid to to uh, be honest with himself. So huge props to him for that. I think Jonathan Juin did something similar by just stepping away from mm-hmm. hockey last year. So uh, anyone listening to this, mental health over everything. So 100% in support of that. Well, you also wonder how much of the Jonathan Drouin situation kind of may give, may have given Carey Price a little bit of confidence to actually come out and do it and see the reception that he got. Because yeah. like, I I will be the first to acknowledge that like I've I know that that a lot oftentimes the French media can be very hard on French Canadian players, especially because considering he is from Quebec, that was the big thing when they got him. It was this like the, the French Canadian kid is coming home, and it can be a lot of pressure. So like again. I give Juran a lot of credit, like you said. It's like stuff like this obviously isn't easy. Mental health is very important. Like mental health over everything, like you said. And again, I I think I can speak for you. I think I can speak for the both of us when I say I think we're obviously hoping that Carey Price is okay and he's gonna get the help that he needs. Cause again, I've heard nothing but great things about Carey Price throughout his tenure in Montreal. Seems like a very stand-up guy and a, like a, he's a great athlete, but even a better person. He's like uh, two beautiful kids and a beautiful wife. So again, we're just hoping he gets back to uh, back up to speed, gets gets better, and just uh, yeah, his team needs him. But that's obviously not what matters here. Yeah, yeah. So off ice stuff, obviously, hope everything goes okay. But yep. on ice, disappointing. However, <laughs> I think I think it's early still. We're yep. only a week into the season, so mm-hmm. I think it'll it'll get better. But I don't know. I don't think too much better. That's yep. my prediction. Yep, I agree. All right, so fuck, I should do a better job of keeping track of when we started recording this. Yeah, that's okay. It was like 20-ish minutes ago. Yeah. But what do you call it? Oh, by the way, I'm wearing I'm wearing Toronto. The Go Raptors. In honor of the Raptors. First regular Raptors, season. yep. Maybe we'll cover them one day, or the Jays, when, when yeah. they're making their playoff push. I'm down. Let's go. Anyway, so last episode, we talked pretty extensively about our predictions. Did we ever? And we had struggle. We had some struggle keeping track of how many teams that we already Did listed. Did we ever? <laughs> and so, so what we're going to do this time is we're going to kind of encapsulate whatever we talked about in terms of teams that are going to make the playoffs, teams aren't, that aren't going to make the playoffs for this season. Mm-hmm. And we're going to give you a brief rundown of the wild card standings that we're predicting by the end of this season for both for both Eastern and then Western. And then we'll throw a way too early finals prediction in there as well yeah. it's way too early for a reason because 99 percent chance this is not going to happen the NHL season is, is stupid like yeah. how many of us thought uh what do you call it vegas for example was going to make the playoffs and go up to the cup final when they did mm-hmm. and then lose to washington who wasn't even supposed to make that cup final that yeah. 2018 run for both teams was stupid but yeah. it's the nhl um all right so i can go first yes sir go ahead Eastern Conference. So I talked about this last week, but I have Toronto number one. <laughs> Don't judge me. <laughs> Crazy. I have uh, I have Tampa two and then Florida three. I think we talked about the reasons extensively last time. Mm-hmm. Tampa, by the way, the did you see the Kucherov going on Elton again? I did. So <laughs> Jack Eichel. Jack Eichel's going to going to Tampa. Tampa Bay, they've shown that they can rig the, the cap in a way that's still legal. And you know what? Full full props to them for navigating through the cap like that. Because I wish the Leafs could figure out something like that. Hey, but, hey, Brandon Prim does a great job. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> he does. He does a great job. He also came up with the cap. He was one of the, the founding fathers of the cap itself, Brandon yep. Prim. Mm-hmm. So that's weird. Anyway. So I got Toronto, Tampa, Florida, top three in Atlantic. In the Metro, I've got Carolina number one. I said that last week. And then I've got Washington. Last week, I said the Islanders were going to make it. However, after seeing the Leafs lose 
to Igor Shostorkin and the Rangers this last week. I have the Rangers at number three. I think they look pretty good. They didn't lose. Uh, they got just dominated. Like they got lately. They got dominated by the Leafs, but I think they're better than I thought they were. I think I saw a stat after that game. I, I'm not sure if this is accurate, but if it is, it's crazy. I think that was Igor Shosturkin's third 40-save victory over the Leafs in his career. That's crazy. Holy cow. You are Shosturkin alone, or do you mean New York Rangers goalies? Might be New York Rangers goalies. I'm not sure. I thought I saw Shosturkin, but I like, I was I was at a game in New York and at MSG when, on Gior- when Georgiev had 51 yeah. saves against the Leafs. That's nuts. They're, they're like, stop it. Have just had our numbers over the last three yeah. years, which is funny because I think I think we had Lundqvist's number. Like, we did. He we was did. never good yep. against. He us. never would. I think he had like a career like nine like a nine oh seven save percentage or something against the Leafs in his career, which is ridiculous considering how good he is against the other teams. But yeah, yeah, yeah. especially we considering especially considering how bad the Leafs were during his tenure. Like, anyways, yeah, anyways. Yeah. Little, so, little, little sidetrack about little sidetrack about uh, Rangers goalies. I mean, hey, that's what this podcast for, right? Yeah, that's right. So, so I got Rangers at number three. I'm sold on their goalie performances. I think they can drag them through to the playoffs. They probably won't make much noise after that, but I have them at number three in Metro. Uh-huh. Wild card, I've got the Bruins and then the Blue Jackets. Uh-huh. Okay. I think the Blue Jackets are my new change from last week. So, wow. Brandon, anyone yeah. listening to this? I just took anyone... that and you, t- you took the blue. Okay, interesting. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> anyone listening to this, if you notice that I'm changing these things, I don't care. Uh, it's my opinion. I'm using the first three, four games of the regular season to my advantage here. So, I like the way the Blue Jackets look. And the roster is actually, is actually better than I thought it was. For some reason, I don't think I did enough research on the Jackets roster before the first episode, but... Yo, they got some good players. Line A, I think, is having a bounce back season. They have Voracek as well. Cam Atkinson's always good. Their goalie. Atkinson got traded, dude. Atkinson was traded for Voracek. Are you shitting me? No. That's like the one hockey move I remember from the offseason. Cam Atkinson was traded for Voracek. Yeah. All right, still, I don't care. Undefeated. I don't care. I don't care. Borshek is good. Like, ex- like yeah, just pure play. on the same team. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Ignore that. Ignore that. No, um, don't. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I think I think Borshek is going to be huge. I already said. I already talked about Line A, but Mers Lincoln's and Corpusalo. They've oh, always boy. been good. I love Cor- gotta love you. Gotta, I love me some Corpy. You love you some Corpy. I love me some Merz. No. Uh, and then also love the fact that he wore number 20, I think, to 90, honor 80, 80, 80, 80, 80 sorry, 80, 80. to honor the fallen yep. uh, Blue Jackets goalie during the summer. TV Lennox. Yep. Very sad. TV Lennox. Yep. Tragic. Yep. All right. So that's my Eastern Conference prediction. Now it's your turn. Yep. Uh, so for the most part, we have very similar teams. Uh, like I mentioned in the last episode, I have Florida at one, and they early on they have shown me that that prediction was a very very smart pick. They're three and zero. I like what I've seen so far. Spencer Knight looks like an absolute stud. Bobrovsky hasn't looked quite as bad as he did last year. I'm still not really sold on Bobrovsky just yet, but if they can get both of them going, that's a hell of a goalie tandem. Uh, give me Tampa at two, despite losing Nikita Kucherov. I still think this team is just, they're going to find a way. They're, there's too much talent there for them not to. Their defense core is obviously still really solid. And this is in the Atlantic, by the way. This is an Eastern Conference. So, and then in the third Atlantic spot, give me the Leafs. Uh, I'm still like, call me biased. I don't really care. I think this team lo- has looked absolutely phenomenal early on. Their record doesn't really, I don't think their record really shows how well they've played. I think all like, um, with the exception of the Ottawa game, they've probably say the first Ottawa game in Ottawa. I think they've probably outplayed their opponent pretty pretty heavily. So I I, I like how they look. Sorry, go ahead. Let's let's save our tangent on the Leafs for the end of this okay, episode because I it. want to talk about them as well. Okay, got it. Uh, Metro, uh, just like like you said, give me the give me the Hurricanes. I actually have the Rangers at two. I'm still like I think I talked about them last episode, but I'm very 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 high on the Rangers. 
for most reasons you talked about, maybe I'll go on a tangent on them later, but I still like Zibanejad, Lafreniere, Chris Kreider, and Artemi Panarin. That's a hell of a, a group of four forwards. And like the amount, like they're getting, like outside of Panarin, like that, they're actually pretty, pretty decently paid. Uh, my third spot, give me Pittsburgh. And for one reason only, um, I have grown up in an era where there's two people you don't, or three people you don't bet against. It's uh, Tom Brady, LeBron, and Sidney Crosby. Sidney Crosby is probably the best player of my generation. So I, and they're going to be getting Malkin back at some point. Give me the Penguins at three. And then my two wildcard teams for the Eastern Conference are the Washington Capitals and the Boston Bruins. I'm just going to say, I don't feel confident that I left out Sidney Crosby. Mm, that's fair. I will say I will say this: the fact that they that, that it doesn't seem like there's an actual like definitive return date. It sounds like he's getting close, but the fact that they don't have a definitive return date is kind of concerning. But yeah. like, it seems like he like he's practicing. He's still on the ice with the team. It sounds like he's actually getting back to like practicing with the team now. So he shouldn't be out too much longer. But I even without Crosby, they've actually looked pretty good. So I mean, I just can't imagine how he's gonna look when how they're gonna look when you actually get him back. Yeah, that's a good point. Malkin as well. I don't remember. Is he back yet or no? Nope. He's he's, he's going to be back around Christmas, around December. That's a long time to play without those guys. Like they have Danton Heinen on their on their first. Yeah, line. but they're yeah, but they're also getting Crosby back like in the next couple of games, hopefully. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Honestly, I could see them making as well. Maybe I'll regret not including them, but mm-hmm. I have a feeling one of Pittsburgh or Boston will not make the playoffs this year. And I think between those two, it's probably going to be Boston. Just to be yeah. like completely transparent with you, yeah. yeah. Okay, so Western Conference. By the way, my, I'm gonna I'm gonna say my Eastern Conference pick for whoever's gonna make it out of this division. Yep. I'm just Conference. gonna go with my gut and say Tampa. Okay. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe three peat. Yeah. But my emotional pick is saying Toronto. My experience is telling me, you idiot, don't ever say Toronto. Uh, yeah. So you say Tampa. I say give me the cross-state rivals and the Florida Panthers. It's a good pick as well. Okay, Western Conference. So I've got uh, in the Western for the Central Division, number one, Colorado. That's obvious. Number two, Minnesota. Yep. I think they looked phenomenal over the they look really good. games they had. They look really good. Yep. Corral Kaprizov is only going to get better. Their goal is good. Give me Minnesota. I'm saying give me now. <laughs> Stealing that from you. <laughs> uh, then I got Dallas at number three. Interesting. Dallas, okay. I, I really liked. So they're, they're two and two. So they're actually kind of mediocre so far. But I think their last season was just like the Buffalo Sabres. I'm going to give them a mulligan. It was crazy last year. Like they, I think multiple players got hurt. Multiple players got COVID. They had that thing where like yeah. it was like really cold in Dallas, where like everything was freezing, so they couldn't. Yeah. Even, they had the, like it was nuts. Like, holy cow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were one of the first teams last season to go down with COVID. I know Dallas had it really bad. Vancouver had it really bad, but Dallas, even though they went through all those factors, they still almost made the playoffs. Yeah. So I think on a team with like Tyler Sagan, Jamie Ben, still, and then you got Ruby Hints coming up. You got what's what's his face, Aero Heiskanen. I think this team is good. Joel Pavelski and Holby yep. excellent so far. Yep. yep, I agree with that. I agree with that. I got I got Dallas for my third in the Central Pacific. I've got Edmonton. I'm still not changing on that one. I think they're num- number one. Then I got Vegas and then LA. Mm-hmm. And then wild card for the Western. I've got Seattle. I still think they're they're one three and one so far, so not good. But I still have a feeling they'll squeak through. And then I'm gonna go. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, okay. That's not bad. Uh, again, so we have very similar teams. Uh, not really surprised there. So I have, in the central, I have Avalanche first, and I made a little, little note there. I think they're going to win the President's Trophy for the best, uh, I think, uh, best point total in the NHL. Um, I have Minnesota at two. I have the Winnipeg Jets at number three uh, for the central. Uh, in the Pacific, I have Vegas at one. Although I will say, I tried to. So I tried to do these predictions off of how I was feeling at the beginning of the season. I will say some of the injuries that the Knights have already suffered early on in the season do have me very iffy about that pick. Mark Stone is obviously going to miss some time. 
I think Max Pacioretty is out four to six weeks, so a little concerned about yeah. that, but that's okay. I, I still think the division's weak enough that they still have a pretty good shot at winning it. Uh, Edmonton looks great. Uh, they clearly oh, have, yeah. yeah. I may have been wrong about the Edmonton Oilers. I, I, although I did, while I didn't like their signings, it seems like they're just making those signings irrelevant by just completely outscoring the opposition, which also works as well. I've seen that work as well. However, when the playoffs come, typically that actually tends to go away. And then this will be a bit of an unpopular. I don't. I don't want to say unpopular pick, but this is a, this is going to be an interesting pick. My third pick in the Pacific is actually the LA Kings. I think they've looked phenomenal to start off the season. I really like the, some of the pieces they have. Again, the Copa. I think Kopitar's a tire for the league lead in league scoring. Drew Doughty's still really. He's not what he used to be. I don't think he's in his prime anymore. He's, he's still a pretty good defenseman. They have a nice piece, and I follow. They got they got a, lot, a couple of really nice pieces there. I'm really high on the Kings. My, my wild cards give me Dallas for all the reasons you mentioned. I still think they're a really good team. I just think that last year was a write off for them. I'm like basically like Sagan and Ben, especially. Like, I think they were injured. I think Sagan played like six games last year, which is crazy. And then the last one I have three, this, only three. three. Okay, yeah, so there you go. So, like, this last pick I have for the Western, like the Western Conference wild card is probably the most unconfident. Is my probably my least confident pick out of all of them, and it's the Vancouver Canucks. Um, they look not great to start the season off. Again, there is a lot of talent there, which is why I put them on the list. But man, like Thatcher, I hope Thatcher Demko can get it together again. I'm not, I haven't really watched all their games just because it's difficult. Like as someone who lives in Toronto, it is kind of difficult at times to be able to source the be able to watch these games, but. From the stuff I've seen, they don't look great. And like Thatcher, Thatcher Demko does not look that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I have him on my fantasy team, and I'm glad I picked it up <laughs> because he he's giving me a he's giving me the save percentage category at least. Oh, he doesn't look that bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually not sure what the issue is with Vancouver. I think the issue with Vancouver is what it usually is with Vancouver, as I suspect it is that they do are allowing a lot of goals that would be my prediction so they are currently one and one two and one so not awful three points they have 10 goals for and 15 goals against so that is a lot of goals against for only sorry not a lot of goals against but like 15 and four that's like that's that's a lot that's basically four goals a game so that's a lot of goals a game yeah so Again, and they lost five two to the Sabers. And they have a negative five goal differential for obviously have a negative five goal differential for numbers. I numbers I, re, I read off, but I still think this team will get it together again. Like if you look at the teams in this division, like San Jose is four points. I don't think that's sustainable. They're two and zero. Oh. Anaheim is four points. They're two and two. I don't think that's sustainable. Uh, Vancouver's at one two and one. So that's I think. That should be sustainable, considering I if they're if it's not, they're gonna they're gonna suck. The the again, I'm not high on the crack, and Vegas has looked very mediocre. But again, I'm giving the benefit of the doubt because of injuries. The Kings are, I think, will still bounce back, and the Flames are just a tire fire. So I'm I'm just discarding them completely from the equation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think uh, my most unconfident pick. So in the East, I think it was um, what did I say? Probably like the Rangers. Who knows? I think maybe Pittsburgh could replace them in my standings. But my in the West, my most unconfident one would be Seattle. I was just high on them just because I felt like if Vegas in their first expansion year could pull it off, maybe Seattle could surprise a lot of people. So far, one three one, don't think they looked they they look very good. Yeah. Well, like, but I mean, you got Grubauer and Net. That's good. Uh, he's on my fan. <laughs> he's on my fantasy team, and he's kind of let me down early on. <laughs> well. So, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the, if the Kraken don't make it and, I don't know, the Jets make it, for example. Yeah, I don't think the Kraken are going to make it. Again, people are keep comparing the Kraken to the Knights. I just don't think it's a very – I think it's difficult to compare any expansion team because the pool of players you have available is so different. Like, you look at like you look at what like what the, what the Knights did. They got two-thirds of their first line from Florida in Riley Smith and Jonathan Marcheseau. Yep. Like, how – like, that, yeah. like uh, that's one of those signings where like you're not gonna get that like w- more than once and like again what, what kind of bums me out is like i think they actually had like the, the kraken had an opportunity to take some really good players there are some great players in that draft carrie price uh 
Vladimir Tarasenko, who's my boy. I love Vladdy Tarasenko. I actually met him. Super nice guy. Justin um, Hall. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like. anyways, I'm not going to go on a Kraken rant. Maybe we can do that another day, but, like, yeah. Like, yeah, anyways. Yeah, we'll, we'll save the Kraken rant for another day, but there... Vegas definitely, they stole from Florida. Imagine how much better Florida would have been. They stole from multiple teams. They stole yeah. from multiple teams. Anyways. Yeah. It's for gave them a first to take flurries. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, um, you know, you know, the crazy thing is we talk about how like I think it's kind of interesting because people talk about how great Vegas is and how well they did. And like, oh, they have so many, they have so many draft picks in, in, in like their first year as an expansion team. They're gonna be able to do so much and start fiddling for assets. But like, what have they won? They that's true. Yeah. Like and now that we're in a situation where, at least me personally, I think their window is closing very quickly. Oh, yeah. So, like, I enjoy it while you can, Golden Knight fans, because I think the pain that you were expecting as an expansion team is coming quicker than you think. What, a, what a weird team. They went they, from you know, stupid, now they're getting bad. You know, I give them credit. They, they've been turning every stone to for so that they can be competitive every year i give them a lot of credit for that especially because there's not a lot of teams that do that nowadays but it's catching up with them unfortunately so anyways yeah, yeah. all right so and then out of the west i have colorado yep. i'm betting on betting on them again yeah yeah you can count me in on that as well i got the abs as well so probably... in the finals i've got i've got the abs and then then tampa that, that's what my Stanley cup final prediction for the last two seasons so i mean we'll see how it goes <laughs> I'm going to go round three because I predicted the same thing last year and then Colorado let me down. Yeah, They lost to Vegas and then Vegas lost to Montreal. What the fuck? Okay. Um, but yeah, I got Avs and then Tampa. I think this is the Avs year. I think they win it. Yeah. That's my prediction. Yeah. Give me the Florida Cats. I, I again, I look at the Panthers and like outside of their like the last couple of guys on their blue line, I struggled to actually find a weakness on this team. I mean, I guess I guess you can call it goaltending from time to time, depending on how they're playing. But like, I am just extremely, extremely high on the Panthers this year, and I'm not quite as high on the Avalanche because what I've noticed is I'm, I'm starting to realize that like the Colorado Avalanche, in terms of how they're structured, remind me a lot of the Boston Bruins, where they have a very top, they have they have a great first line, and after that, everything's just kind of like they 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 have some good players. Do not get me wrong. I'm going to quickly pull up their daily face-off just so I can actually have some credibility making this making this argument. But, like, just off the top of my head, their second-line center is Nazem Kadri, uh, Andre Burakovsky. He's great. <laughs> I love Naz. Don't get me wrong. But, like, look at this. You go from – so when Landeskog is in the lineup, it's Landeskog, McKinnon, Rantanen. Yep. And then you go Burakovsky, Kadri, Comfer. That's a good second line. I think Burakovsky is very underrated, but like JT Comfer is not a second line player. Darren Helm, Tyson Jost, Logan O'Connor are very good players. Martin Kaut. Like, I don't, even, I don't even know any of these guys in their fourth line. Me neither. But, like, but, like, but, here, but what I will say is their, their blue line is absolutely phenomenal. Gerard, Makar, Byram, Johnson, Ryan Murray, Jack Johnson. You can't get much better than that. Jack Johnson. Except I'm Jack Johnson. Except Jack, yeah, except Jack Johnson. It's the only one. But I'm pretty sure the, the only reason he's playing is because Devin Taves is out. That's true. So you put Devin Taves in for for uh for Jack Johnson, that third pair with Ryan Murray, or you put him on the second pair and move Bowen Byram down to play with Ryan Murray. Like this is a this this is a great defense core. And again, they have Darcy Kemper who had a great season last year. So I still think they got it. I I think they'll be fine. Yeah, I think so. So, so do you think they're gonna win the cup as well? No, I got the I got the Florida Cats. I oh, got you got the, the Cats winning the I got cup. the wow. Panthers. Okay, okay. I got the Panthers. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Damn. Biggest Florida Panthers fan right here, but not only but only when they're not playing the Leafs. You know, I'd love to go to a Florida Panthers game versus the Leafs. I've be been a good vacation getaway. I've been. It's quite great. To to that that stadium. What's it called? Used, yeah, I'm not sure if it still is. It used to be called like the, BB&T. The BBQ. It used to be BB&T. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I call it the BBQ. <laughs> yeah, BB&T. No, that, that's wrong. That is incorrect. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, so I All believe right. you again, we're, so, we're running a little long. So I believe you wanted to quickly go go over some of the leaf stuff before we kind of call it. Yeah, like a couple minutes. I thought so. I mentioned this off air as well with Simon, but the the game versus New York this week I thought was annoying because the Leafs looked phenomenal, but they got goalied for the second time in four games. So I just I worry that this is a trend, and we suffered the same thing few times last season I think the playoffs as well it's safe to say we got goalied over the last two seasons Terry Price was really good in the playoffs uh I think Merz Lincolns and Corpus Allo stole games against us yeah. so I'm gonna I'm gonna evaluate properly when I watch the Leafs next time whether a lot of the shots that we're taking are just are they good yeah or is the goalie just making a lot of easy saves yep I'm leaning toward the former right now but I hope we solve the goalie getting goalied problem soon. Here's the thing. While I do agree, um, they've had, they have had it have it, they have had it happen some in the past. Uh, you're hundred percent right about that. The carry price one still gives me nightmares at times. Cause they should have won that series. Like that was pro- like, they just completely outplayed the Canadians. Corpus Alamers Lincoln's, like they got goalied at times, but there was also times where the Leafs had their number. Like game, what was it? Game four, where they came back from four one, or was it? Yeah, four one against Columbus, like with like a minute, or like what, three nothing, or whatever. It was like their three goal deficit. Like they had Merzlikin's number, but like again, I just think with that team, our team just wasn't all that great. Like, anyways, like yeah. we we can argue that all you want, but what I'm what I'm gonna say here is like. So I was actually at the game on Monday. Just a little, little, little fun fact for you listeners out there. <laughs> but I was actually at the game on Monday. That was, I think, that was the first game I've actually seen. Sorry, first regular season game that I've seen where under like the new system under Sheldon Keith, and that might have been the most structured and just the, probably the best hockey I've seen for sixty minutes live. Or like, or not even live, just in general. I've seen they've played in a very long time. They were they started on time, which is, which is something we talked about last show. It that this isn't something like the last couple of games now. Leafs have started on time. They've looked great, and they basically dominated the whole game. The only thing is, I think the way that when we saw this with the Marlies when Sheldon Keith was running the Marlies, but this what the Leafs are now a very possession a possession oriented team, or it feels like that. So what so what you see in the offensive zone, you see a lot of cycles, you see a lot of patience, you see a lot of moving around in the offensive zone, which I think is great. The only thing is that obviously, like you mentioned, that's going to reduce how many shots you actually get off. But as I mentioned, as we talked about, I think they finished like 41 shots. I think they outshot them like 41 to 28 or something like that. So like it wasn't like they were they were exchanging shots all game. They're 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 getting their chances, they look great. Like Matthews alone had like 10 opportunities in the first two periods to at least get one or two goals. He didn't because again, cre- in shout out. yeah. And over time, shout out again, shout out to Shesterk. And that was an absolutely unbelievable performance. He got the first star of the night as he should have, but I'm not worried about this team, at least not yet. Like the, like, yeah. again, one thing that I've heard a lot of people talk about, one thing I, that I also believe as well is like process over results. And early on, I think, they started off a little rocky that they had a couple questionable, they had a couple bad starts, one against the Habs and one against the Sens. But hopefully now we can kind of start to see them actually continue to build this momentum, keep chugging along. Hopefully they have no more injuries. That'd be great. And then we can go from there. But again, I'm not worried. I just, I'm trying to enjoy the hockey that I'm watching because it is very good. One quick shout out though. I, love like and i love the kerfoot comp andre kasha line on like they look like they are flying i've i like again they're not they're not matthews they're not Tavares. they're not gonna wow you offensively but in terms of a third line this might be the best third line or so like the like the most rounded well-rounded third line we've had in a very long time and it's refreshing to see that because I think for a while, one thing that's been missing on this team is just like that threat after the first after the first two lines come out. Because then you roll it with like Mikheyev, Kerfoot, and like I don't know, like Joe Thornton or Wayne Simmons, and the puck completely yeah. dies. 
So it's yeah. really nice to see they actually have some momentum on the third line now, or, or, or they have players on the third line that can actually do something, you know? Like Okay, I'll, I'll give you that one. Really quickly, as, as we wrap this up, uh, my last thought is I my, my thing that I'm taking with me this season is, okay, predictions aside, I don't care what happens in the regular season, aside from just make the fucking playoffs. Um, but I'm looking for like good habits. This was said by Sheldon Keefe in the documentary. Oh, and just nothing, good baby. performance. Yep. So first few games, not bad. I think the third line, like you mentioned, it's pretty good. I really like individual performances from camp, for example, so far. Mm-hmm. Um, Matthews looked fine, mm-hmm. but it's just a matter of keeping it up now. I wish I was at the OT game. So jealous. Yeah. That was the that most was exciting I was ever. That was crazy. Um yeah, and like again, one, one thing I'm kind of question. I, one thing I want to see is again. So the Leafs obviously played the Rangers, who are off to a good start. Don't get me wrong, but they've also played Ottawa twice. They've played Montreal, and I think that's it. Uh, they are four and two. Sorry, they're four game. Yeah, they've played Montreal, Ottawa, Tyson, and New York. I need yep. to. I want like I want to see this against like a Florida or a Tampa or a Boston even, <laughs> or a Pittsburgh. I'm- I'm so happy that they're playing non-Canadian now. I got so tired. Yeah. yeah. And the entire preseason, the first three games as well, Canadian, Canadian, Montreal Canadian. and Ottawa, baby. Yep. yep. San Jose. Again, I get it. Like they're trying to reduce travel, so again, yeah. we, we get we get San Jose, and then we get Pittsburgh on a back to back, which I'm not thrilled about, but that's okay. We got this. Don't worry. I put this on Twitter. I, I it pisses me off that out of the first what of the first six games, four of them are going to be on back to backs. That seems absurd to me. Like I'm fine with it if it's early in this season. I'm honestly not too worried. I hate when it's like a five and seven not, game sixty seventy. My thing is, why the hell isn't like Philadelphia playing two like two back to backs the first six right. games of the season? Or like why isn't like Washington like? Anyways, yeah. like, because it happens every year. It happens every year. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, I'm that's that's my rant for today. I'm, I'm I've I've run out of stuff to rant about, so I'm just looking for stuff to rant about. It's a good rant. It's it's, uh, it's justified. All right, let's let's call it a day there. Yeah, we'll call it. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening to the Taxi Squad. We'll be back on Wednesday at five, and we'll see you then.